I was a bouncing and a laughing as we rolled down an old dirt road. Daddy looking in his rear view, hoping that we just hang on. Hi there, I'm Glenn Savile, and you're listening to the Always Race Day Podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode number 130 of the Always Race Day podcast presented by the Carlotto Group. I'm Connor Ferguson here with Damon Helgevald, Josh Olmstead, Caleb Sloha. Great episode coming up today. Uh, we're going to have um, our on-show content meeting uh, about what we're going to do about the Houston's preview um, and all that stuff. Uh, Carson Macedo's back. Uh, with the World of Outlaws back in a race car uh, with a couple of top 10 finishes this weekend at Beaver Dam. Gio Selzy gets his first World of Outlaws win this season. Um, and Alex Plew is still really good at driving race cars and might stay with Chip Ganassi. So lots to digest on this episode. But first, uh, we have to thank our partners at the Carlotto Group uh, in case a bunch of kids, a bunch of hoodlum kids, in your neighborhood, come by and throw bologna and eggs at your car. And you're like, hey, this I don't want to go get this thing fixed. I don't want to go to the body shop. Just go to Carl Auto Group. Just go get a new car. You don't need that one. That one's old now. Bad paint. Too much hassle to take it into a body shop. I would know. My dad works in one, owns one. Uh, take it to the Carl Auto Group. Just go get a new car. How's that, Damon? I'm running out of ideas to fit into situations to where you need to buy a new car. So I'm resorting to what I would do if I had a billion dollars of revenue every day. I mean, that was about as good as you're going to get. It sounded, <laughs> it sounded actually reasonable for once. That was, oh, okay. I'll, I'll get back to the drawing board and make them more, more out there. How are you guys doing? Father's Day, uh, wrapping down. I was in the sun all day today, so I'm like, it wears me out. I don't know what it is. I think it's something with vitamin D but it means you need to get in the sun more. My DOW is down. Your Dow? Yeah, my Dow. He's got the, so if you didn't find this out on the last episode, he's now upgraded on his uh, computer and it's showing him the stock market. He doesn't I, know what the stock market was. I accidentally hit update and I asked Damon why Austin Dillon's sponsor was appearing on the bottom left corner of my screen and why it had an arrow pointing it's at 1.72%. Yeah, he's got the stock markets now, so Connor has finally entered adulthood. Don't bring that up when my boyfriend's in the room. It's a big argument. Oh, boy. It's much smarter to invest money in teams winning championships in the future. I hear that. Yeah, I feel like that's the same. It's the same thing if you put a comparable amount of money in and you know exactly when they go up and down because the games are played in front of you. Don't roll your eyes at me, Josh. Are you agreeing? That was a rolled eyes and agreement. I didn't roll my eyes. I oh. was just looking at, I have the golf game on oh. right behind you. So uh, we, you got to remember, we have a rooting interest here in the uh, golf tournament. We do. Right. So Josh and Damon both put matching, uh, what do you call it when you put money into the stock market? Investments into today's U.S. Open. And it is not paying out. <laughs> we need a put off here. <laughs> we need some put off. Oh man, we need we need the the uh, greens to have like Happy Gilmore happen to it here. The guy fall off the tower and 
see the groundhog get the pop out. That would be awesome. Would you guys subscribe if, like, at the end of a golfing event, if they ran out of tiebreaker holes, they just said, we're going to play 18 again, but you guys can only use your putters? I would subscribe to that. I, yeah, I would do that in a heartbeat. I'm in. I have played. I have played an entire. I played about three holes with. <laughs> I was gonna ask you, did you get tired of it or, or what? No, I played three holes with my putter, and it sucked. And I never want to do that again. Why'd you do that? Because we were bored. Oh, okay, that's fair. And had maybe a couple extra beverages in the clubhouse. <laughs> generally what leads to that connor you should try golfing once in a while that would help alleviate two problems a your lack of sun and b it's not a lack of sun i just get tired when i'm in the sun a lot again because of lack of sun and b then you can enter adulthood with two ways stock markets and golf no i gotta wait till i'm at least 35 to do that sounds like a terrible idea yeah i'm not i'm not I say I'm old all the time, but I'm not that old. Pretty old. I will watch golf, though. My grandpa loved golf. It's fun. Uh, Caleb, you look annoyed. Are you okay? It's <laughs> just chilling. Caleb doesn't watch golf, so he doesn't know what's going on. He was a fan in the, in the betting department. See, and now, now <laughs> I can... I joined I can, the wrong podcast. I didn't realize I was on the Always Golf Day podcast. See, well, this is why I'm, I'm reintroducing my argument of this is a dumb week to take the week off for NASCAR. Everyone sat around with their families all day and didn't have anything to watch but IndyCar. And golf. And golf. And F1. What again? Again, just IndyCar and golf. Yeah, IndyCar and golf. There was a lot of baseball today. I heard Max Verstappen has College led, World Series. Yes, College yeah. World Series going on. I, I heard Max Verstappen has led every lap dating back to the first lap of the Miami Grand Prix. Correct. Jesus. Uh, I don't know if it's the first lap of the Grand Prix because he did pass Perez late, so I don't think it was the first lap. But dating back to That's that lap. race, there we go. I fixed yeah. it. Yeah. That's still it, it's bad however you look at it man um yeah so a lot of stuff to uh dive into today um Houston's is coming up this week josh gerlach and i will is it, i think it's gerlach it's one of the two uh I, for some reason everyone on the show i mispronounce their last name at least once a month so there's josh's for the month uh we'll be live uh on-site coverage of the Houston high bank nationals from wednesday through saturday uh gonna be insanely fun weekend i'm taking the ps5 up there in the hotel i'm gonna kick the crap out of josh in the world of outlaws game you know he's a professional eye racer right yeah yeah I, yeah exactly okay. I just want to make sure we're on the same page. He's going to be a rookie looking at that driver's steering wheel view. And I'll be back. I'll be my behind the car chase camera so I can see what's going on around me. Easy. Wipe the you, floor. You have fun with that. <laughs> should be uh, should be a fun week. Um, the format hasn't been released yet. Uh, they were talking about it on the Houston show tonight. They're uh, on their race day show. Uh, it sounds like the format's going to be pretty similar to last year's. Uh, instead of eight um, cars getting inverted for the heat races on the prelim nights, it's going to be six this year. And then I believe only two of the three prelim nights are going to go go uh, 
towards um, your lineup on Saturday. So I don't know how that's going to work. They haven't announced it yet. I don't love how late um, they're announcing it. I think drivers going to the track should know. Like, I, I guess what I'm trying to say, my overall, overall take on this is don't announce it Wednesday morning. Please announce it Tuesday. Give me some time to digest the format to see if I think it's fair and to see what they want to do. Uh, anyway, I think it's or just show up and race. No, well, here's the deal, Caleb. You can you can get into a bad format where you got guys purposely trying to qualify slow. Yeah, so that's why you don't release the format until late, so people can't figure it out. I I can figure that out in five minutes. It just looks like it looks really unprofessional when you do that because they did that they did that at jackson for the jackson nationals they released it so close to the race that there was talks of like why are we doing this bs this is a stupid format how could you release this well i say just show up and race you yeah you you can say that but if you put a format in front of someone that like it deliberately rewards people for going slower then they, it's not really a show up and race thing. It's a show up and look at this guy you haven't heard of starting the poll. Sounds fun for the fans. I like I liked what their format was last year. It was a little little kooky, little it was good overall. I would give it a seven point three out of ten. Um maybe that's a little high. I don't know. Damon Damon's reacting to everything I say, and I'm feeling self-conscious about my pick. No, no, we're in the same boat right now. You should be. (laughs) It's two parts. One, the U.S. Open did not go in our favor. Okay. Two, every every format doesn't have to be the same. No, I know, I know. I like I for for what they're doing. It's it's going to be similar to. I don't want to say it's going to be similar to Knoxville Nationals, but when they say when they say two out of the three prelim nights are going to help are going to contribute to Saturday's lineup, that makes me think. Sounds like we got a hard knocks type of thing on Friday night. It, that's don't take my word for it. That is not confirmed by any means, but that I don't see too many different ways that only taking points for two of the three prelim nights would shake out. Would you agree, Damon? I mean, yes, yeah, yes, and no. You still got. It's more or less just another another points paying race on the track, right? We're yeah, we're, yeah, and we're each, still giving each, out points. EJ Main is twenty grand to win, uh, and I think ten grand for second. So yeah. it's for every prelim, and then the, it's two fifty, uh, two hundred fifty thousand to win Saturday night. So five thousand start, I believe. Um, I think yeah, something like that. It's ten thousand. I don't know the numbers for second through fourth, but huge event coming up this week um, over there at Houston. So we'll be there. Uh, Caleb and Josh might be in Davenport for the Hell Tour, and Damon might be in Moberly for the Hell Tour. Uh, people don't really answer their emails to me. I've come to know. So hopefully uh, I wake up Monday and maybe we get some emails, but otherwise I'll have to work the phones and make sure we get that taken care of but you know how that, you guys know how that goes we've we've done that song and dance on here um right. i also want to throw this in just exclusively for podcast listeners before we start diving into racing i uh, i don't think i'm hearing rumblings that buddy kofoid is not 
you will see him in a different car at some point this year is the rumblings I'm hearing. I don't, I haven't heard that from buddy. I haven't heard confirmation on anything like that, but it sounds like uh, a familiar car might be in the works. It sounds like the deal he had with Vermeer was just for speed week, but again, nothing official there. I have no, well, wasn't no he con- the, no confirmation from anybody? Wasn't he in the the Indy Race Park seventy one there for about a two week stretch after he got released? Yeah, yeah, for a bit. Is he that was. the car that he's going back into? Uh, I don't think so. I think it might. I don't want to say what that is. I don't want to like blow up their spot or anything. And well, you don't. You aren't blowing it up. You're scapulating. You can say it. Uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like the Roth 83 junior might be making a comeback. Mm, that'd be good for Roth. I love seeing that car run. It's a good second car, especially right now. It's and probably NARC, NARC has a lot of spots. Like they, I have... wouldn't be talking that I wouldn't be surprised to see him send buddy to run Knoxville for the next four or five yeah, be cool. it would be cool to see. I hope uh, I hope something that's, like that happens. That's what they did with with Kerry Madsen last year. About this time, as they sent him solely to Knoxville, so he could run run that car at Knoxville, and then any close race around uh, that was you know a big big paying race that car would show up to. But it's more to gather data for the nationals. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we'll see what comes of that, and. Um, see where buddy ends up running uh he's probably the most i don't know it's a peculiar storyline to follow through the summer months uh of the dirt season so uh and then i did want to clarify this from saturday we'll talk knoxville first today uh first time since 2013 davy heskin goes to victory lane at knoxville first off like really impressive uh you, you don't see like winless streaks like that come to an end at knoxville a lot um, so that I was really impressed with that. Um, the storm came before I could interview hardly anyone after the race. So we're trying to run out of the track. Everyone's trying to get out and go. I had talked to Matt Morrow, uh, Davy's car owner. Um, and he had a quote in the video that was like, you asked me if I would put buddy Kofoid in this car. And I told you, no, cause I like Matt so much. Um, and the context behind it, I want to explain it for people that might've heard it. We were talking about, uh, like what constitutes making a driver change in general. I wasn't, I didn't point blank go. I don't think Davies fast. Do you think buddy Kofoid would make this car go fast? It wasn't, I just wanted to make sure everyone knew it wasn't like that, but, uh, super awesome for Matt, like fantastic guy. Uh, one of my good friends. So very excited to see him there. And then chase Randall, uh, got his first career win at Knoxville uh, in the 360 class. He had a badass pass on Garrett Williams. And I don't know if you guys saw that, but fun, fun night of racing at Knoxville Saturday. Yeah. Good for, good for Davey. Um, he's had some, he's had to drive some really bad race cars around that track in the last few years. So, uh, and to win a, to win a track championship along the way in that time span too, like, you know, he's, he's the only guy to beat Brian Brown at a track championship, at Knoxville, I think in the last, what, seven, eight years, something like that. So, um, 
pretty pretty cool for him and then like you said what a what a good win for chase randall we know uh obviously he's been on here before and, and a great great kid and he's gonna be good um when it comes for 10 time i'm curious to see what car he gets uh gets to stick with if he's gonna stay in that that beaver 12 for a while and no no he's in the 2ks that's right he, yep. he had a good run in that too didn't he yep i think he got third on yeah saturday from yeah so he got me cool all black they ran the 410 race before the 360 because they were doing the border battle thing didn't want the weather affecting stuff and i was right. like i was like i want to go talk to davy heskin but he has to go <laughs> run another race um, I was going to ask this because I know power. I was down at, at, uh, Lake Ozark. Did Brown come and run Saturday at Knoxville? Brown, Brian, Brian Brown. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, Ayrton actually went down and won that Lake Ozark. I know. I know Ayrton did. That's why I asked. Cause I couldn't remember if I, I saw cause, uh, Brian ran Friday night when they ran up in Northern Missouri. Mm-hmm. So that's why I asked if he was there on Saturday night. So where I 70 is. Uh, I 70 was, yeah, that's where they ran on Friday was in Odessa just outside. That's where they're building that new drag strip. Oh, is at that okay. same complex. And will that be an HRI drag strip? That's the hopes anyway. Okay. As long as that's a hope, then I can be excited about it. That's that is the intention that they have. If it gets done, um, we'll be be speculate speculating to see, but it should get done. I reserve to. I reserve the right to care about drag racing or going to drag racing events uh, for three factors, and that's one: if it's the fuel altered nationals because it kicks ass as far as drag races go. Two: an HRA event. Three: if you have a drag strip, you're having a race, and monster trucks are going on the track. My God, so three things. I was surprised. I was really expecting like the four wide to come into play here, but Connor's I like a big the, the four wide. I like the four wide. Well, I know that's why I'm surprised that didn't come up. I think they I should only do it. it. I think they should only do it one weekend. I I agree, but it's yeah that that was the NHRA's hope of a winter classic, and that was that was Smith. That was a Bruton Smith deal. Yeah. That wasn't even NHRA because he owns both of the tracks that have four wide and he built them, put them both in. Yeah. Do you think, do you think if we like, could we run a 16 wide and that way we have all the races go live on Fox sports? Stop. Stop. Would that help? Stop. I'm kind of on board with that. Do like 16 wide and then the slowest four get eliminated. Yeah, oh, I like that. I, yeah. <laughs> Don't encourage the man. Shut up and watch your golf. It's over. Soccer now. They don't even have that to watch anymore. You put soccer on it. This is the worst. Dude, we sound like such losers. God, what a terrible switch. We're in the dog days of sports. I'm not going to lie. The College World Series is on. Is it on right now? Yes. Say less. Hold Florida, up. Florida is playing tonight. Yeah, we're not podcasting or anything. We're not. Yeah. This is this is just Connor's ramble hour. That's I, that's how it's marketed, is it not? It's hundred percent marketed that way. Uh, hey, our boy Ayrton, that uh, wins paying off for him tonight. He just won Heat three uh, at Houston's 
Tim Kading and Dusty Zomer were the winners uh, in the first two heats. And oh, Christopher Thram beats Chase Randall for heat four. I think. Hold on, he's finishing his lap. Now he beats him. Oh, there's a crash. I was wondering, all right, I got to figure out how they're scoring this. I'm so confused. Call me shocked. The We're on this, like, train of, like, consecutives in a row of Connor commentating during the podcast. Uh, yeah, well, I tried to, yes. I tried to help people with tapping, and then I get tripped up because someone, had, like, ultimately has something go wrong. Okay, here's the – no, this is still the last lap. Oh, I, I'm so – I'm a mess today. Yeah. Anyway, let's get back on track here. Let's do it. Uh, Gio, dirt stuff. Oh yeah, Geo. Geo got his win. Um, big for him. Uh, it was his night. The whole night. Chris called it before. Uh, it was like after qualifying. Chris texted me and said it's Geo's night tonight. So watch out for him. And then uh, obviously concerns um, from people about Carson Macedo being able to race and he qualified second right off the bat two top tens back to back i thought that was really impressive uh, and just super badass to see out of him yeah no doubt that was cool um was was super happy that he was able to go you know that we had saw earlier in the week that he was he should was going to be able to uh they had tweeted something out i think on like wednesday or thursday that he was he was going to be able to go and then um but you, you just don't know until you actually get in the car. You don't know what kind of uh, shape he was going to be in. So that was that was cool to see. And then, uh, like I said, turning around with two two top tens, and really, um, he he looked good. I mean, looked really good to start to start the night. Yeah, the only part of his race and his program that looked off is that he got passed by a car in the A main on Friday. Right. Not so many people pass Carson Macedo. Not, not right now, especially. And did you did you see the Saturday results? So, uh, who won Saturday? Why am I? Sheldon won Saturday. Saturday was Sheldon. Uh, yep. So behind him was not in this order. I don't think. I think it was David Gravel, Brad Sweet, and Carson Macedo. Three title guys. In that order. Yeah, it detrimental to maintain. You know, not perfect attendance. I, I guess it is perfect attendance, but I don't want. I don't want to say it like that. I think driver safety should be more important than getting back and racing for points, but obviously Carson ended up being okay, luckily. So all's well, a couple days of rest for him, and then they get right back into it Wednesday. I, I will know. say the other thing that we haven't really touched on, and a part of it was because of the um, because of all the stuff that happened with Carson in Knoxville is David gravel rolled out a brand new car last week at Knoxville. And since he's rolled out that car, besides the first night out, he has gone first, second, second, like he rolls out a brand new car and is th four races in and he's not finished worse than second outside that very first race, which as we know, when you roll out a new car generally doesn't go too well the first time out. Yeah, they got a uh, very good team over there. They're going to have a different paint scheme this week for the High Bank Nationals. Hopefully it lasts more than one night this year. Yeah, yeah, that was rough. We, we hyped that, that paint scheme up so much, and it was like right off the bat. It got boom. 
like the very first night, like the very first lap, I think. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. It's a huge damn week like that. That race is going to be something special on Saturday night, especially if it, they can find a way to make it now rubber up. But I think Sheldon even showed last year that even if it does, like we're still going to have stuff to talk about either way. Well, it's like like Gio said, or not Gio, like uh, Dom told us when we when we had him on. He mentioned that race in particular. Track rubbered up right at the right time, and that was when Sheldon started to make his moves. Um, and that's – we're starting to get into the playground of Sheldon right now. He goes and wins the one there at Beaver Dam. He's run very well at Husets. Runs very well on those bullring type of tracks. And I know yeah, Husets is a little bit off on the bullring style, but it, it's close enough. It's that. smaller. It's a smaller Midwestern track, which that's where Sheldon makes, makes his hay. I mean, the guy basically owns Peevely. I mean, he might, he might as well own Peevely with the way he runs there. So – it's it's starting to be his time. I think he's a little too far out to be in too much of points contention, especially when you've got Gravel and Sweet and Macedo finishing right behind you. Uh, you're you're not going to make too much ground up there. It's tough, but you know what they say: like consistent results. Keep but that's the thing. Away. It's that's it's the possible, but about, no, you know. Go ahead. That's yeah, that's the thing that we talk about though with with Sheldon all the time, right? Is consistency. That car does not have it. They they either win or they wreck trying to win. Like there's no there's no settling for fourth place. You know, there's no settling for top five it's always i gotta get that next position which that's that's the way sheldon was brought up in the sport rightfully so and it's just come back to bite him a couple of times i do think we've seen him grow and take those um top fives and, and top threes a little bit better now than what we saw early in his time in the 17 car but uh still it's it's either win or be main it just there's not been a there's not been a happy medium with that car here lately. Yeah, you're either first or last chance showdown. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the one time that's ever came in handy. That's the only time. Only time. <laughs> only time that's Only ever time Connor handy. will ever use it. Yeah. <laughs> he won't even use it in his tweets. That's how bad it is. I never did. It's, dude, I, I have such a beef with it. Don't ask why. It's so stupid, but... Johnny Gibson's going to be knocking on your door. Not in that stupid-ass wheel in Ohio over there. Can't get off the wheel. I can't, I can't wait for what we're going to do. <laughs> I, it, you guys, not, the, this year's Knoxville Nationals are going to kick ass from our standpoint in Knoxville's, but I can't wait for you guys to see what we've got in store and what, uh, what we'll be doing all summer. So... Uh, you guys want to hit IndyCar? Yeah. We'll never, we'll never say no. <laughs> I know Joshua. So I mean, let's talk about first off the fight that we had in practice. <laughs> Dude, the return of Will Powers double, double bird. <laughs> no one, no one's ever looked cool emphatically flipping someone off. Can I do that on YouTube? No, I wouldn't. You just I, did. I just did. So I okay. No one has ever looked cool doing that. 
And now he's done yeah. it twice. Now he's done it twice. He looks badass every time. Yeah, it just, but like, if you would have told me like, Hey, two guys got into it during practice and like, there was like a physical altercation, which they didn't really like fight fight, but like, you know, they got physical. Like I probably would not have picked those two until we got way, way, way down the list. Right. Uh, did you see, I don't know. I think Will Power would have been near the top for me. No, but he's not against Scott Dixon. He's I don't know Dixon. If yeah, I said if I said who do you think go. Will Power would fight, you'd get I mean, you're going Romain Grosjean. Oh, yeah. You're going Devlin D. Francesco. I like a couple years ago, I think Power would have been a higher up on the list, but like lately, you know, it, it hasn't you know, he's kind of just been quiet, but that's fair. Yeah, I uh yeah, I just couldn't even believe it. Especially just because that's not a move we typically see out of Dixon, you know, he's it, was, it, it, looked, it looked like wrong place, wrong time type of deal. Yeah, I mean, saved yeah. the car. I mean, yeah, he didn't see him. I mean, hats off to those guys for like how razor thin that track was and how, I mean, it, there was a couple of wolves in the race. I think you were going to have that either way with how the grip line was, but to run that race and have the last 30 laps go without a big issue. Like that was pretty nuts. No one, no one crashed out to my knowledge. I think you're correct. There is a lot of grass there. Did you? So did you see the other off-track thing with willpower? I didn't see it, but I heard about yes. it. Yeah. So because of the grip, like, so what it was is like last year there was kind of a couple lanes to work with, or a lane and a half, and if you got over the edge a little bit, it was all right. This year it seems like that grip line has been shrunk or the groove in the middle. Uh, and there was guys in the second practice session that they got over it just a little bit and spun. And it's guys that you don't usually see spinning. It was a very technically difficult track. Um, and Will Power called it, uh, I think he called it shit. It was either shit or crap. Uh, but then the, so the track promoter hearing these comments uh, drove one of the shit trucks over like the, the waste sewage trucks that picks up all the crap from the porta potties and drove it over to park it by Will Power's motorhome. And so he left the keys in it and it just stinks. And I guess Will Power just moved it over to Scott Dixon's. Oh boy. So that like that was just fun. <laughs> I miss that. That's a good that's a good promoter. Like I love quirky dudes that just will do stuff like that. Like that's fun. Right. Loves quirky things like that, but doesn't like format changes. Unbelievable. I haven't, I, I've even, I, I, I'm optimistic that we get a good format for this race. I'm, I'm basically, from what I've understood, he basically says, I like having different formats as long as they're ones that I like. Right. As long as there, as long as there's not a positive to going slower or getting a, worse result to set yourself up for a better thing. Now there are going to be inverts, but you're getting points in qualifying. You're getting points in the heat race. So as long as those points line up, then it's fine. But, um, yeah. So anywho, then, uh, Alex Pillow wins the IndyCar race. Uh, yeah. In the last four. Yeah, three of the last four. Uh, he passed Colton Hurd out with six laps to go. Uh, 
All right, is Andretti like? It's not as bad as Ferrari, right? Their strategy. No, Ferrari is definitely the worst. It's like what happened today was we made great strategy today. However, but anywho, there was it was bad. Yeah, they they're coming around. It's going to be 15 laps to go. Hurt is pitting. He's like one of three, four guys to pit on that lap with coming to 15 to go. Uh, and they, they're like, he might have to watch his fuel if he's coming in this early. And I'm sitting there like, why you were leading the race. Just come in the next lap. It didn't make any sense to me. It wasn't like the tires were drastically slower. I didn't think there was that much tire degradation. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why you would, even if you're losing time, you, you would go for time rather than running yourself out of fuel. So, yeah. And it, Pillow wasn't catching him when Herda had a healthy car. So that's what I, I was perplexed by that. And then after Pillow passed Herda, it kind of looked like Newgarden was making ground up and he got it down to like 1.7, 1.6 seconds. And then Pillow just took off. Yeah, I definitely think that was Pillow managing. Um, he's very much been known to manage not push the down. car. Yeah. Yeah. Like nurse the tires to have a little bit at the end just in case if needed. And he is really good and he's really good for IndyCar. And the best thing for IndyCar would be him staying with Chip Ganassi to stay on that IndyCar program uh, and be a mainstay in the IndyCar series. Uh, and racer.com, Marshall Pruitt, uh, had a story over the weekend uh, that there are things circulating that Alex Pillow uh, has asked Chip Ganassi if the 10 car is still available for next year. He sees, okay. he sees Arrow McLaren zero wins this year and Pato's less than stellar results, Josh, and says, I don't want to be a part of that. He finished well, podium. A couple uh, of things. Only one time. <laughs> After having four incidents today, he finished podium. Yeah, well, the four incidents were glaring uh, in Pelot's eyes. I, it, some of this sounds tongue-in-cheek. The stuff I'm making up about the race today are Pelot said, or Pelot is... The report said that Pillow is kind of wondering where McLaren is this year, why they aren't faster, and that's why he asked for Chip Ganassi right now. I don't know how that's going to shake out. I, I don't know if we're going to see Chip Ganassi and Zach Brown uh, do some contract wars over Twitter again. Uh, I hope we get to see that, or maybe we get like a charity fight or something like that. Um, Chip would win, first of all. I, that's why I want that. And but also, like Secondly, Chip would be stupid to let him go. Yeah, I mean, I like winners. Why, you know, he's not going to get rid of the guy that's been doing all the winning. So, yeah, I don't think he was ever actively. I, I think there was a time where he was like, okay, I've had it with this Alex Pillow dude, and he's not that good. Uh, well, now he's really, really, really good. Not that he wasn't before, and he's a former champion. But yeah, I, I think you'll take him in the car, but I think there was a lot of chemistry that was interrupted for a bit with what happened last year. Yeah. I just, I don't, at this point I would think it's water under the bridge and yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking like if I had to guess Pelot's going to be in the 10 next year and do you have enough money to sign Erickson after that? I don't know how much money they need to sign Erickson, but I know his contract isn't signed. So yeah. I Here's just, the one thing. Go ahead, Caleb. It, to me, it just it would be silly for either side to to leave in that situation when 
you know, you got to get good thing working. Like it'd be stupid for Pillow to leave and it would be stupid for Ganassi to be like, ah, no, you know, it it just, it doesn't make sense. What would be really stupid is to tweet out that you signed a contract to race for a team in a season where you're already under contract with the current team you're at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you're currently under that contract, uh, the one thing I was going to add to that though too is the fact that um, these you mentioned the Ericsson deal on top of Polo. Eventually, rides are going to run out. Like, there's not enough rides for some of these drivers, and they can't just hop around from place to place because the rides that are open aren't going to pay near as well. Even if you're taking a hometown discount to stay at, at chip Ganassi, if you're Ericsson or Polo in the stance. And you have a young, young star who's shown very bright gimmicks of potential in Marcus Armstrong. You trying to exactly. say glimpses. Yeah. There you go. And that's a, that's a guy that will, you know, for AJ Foyt's sake, I hope he doesn't leave, but you know, overall, that's a guy that's going to make a, a good enough contract where he'll, he'll take a, a discount rate to go drive the eight car. That's won the Indianapolis five. I mean, he's, well, he's already in a Ganassi car. Who are you thinking of? Are you thinking of Kirkwood? No, isn't the, you said the, Armstrong, right? Armstrong, the yeah. 11 car, the 11, he's another guy. He's the, I thought he was Ganassi. in the, for some reason, I thought he was in the 55. No, that's, no, that's Peterson. Peterson. Gotcha. I think it's probably Damon because uh, he's not racing the road courses or the oval courses. That would make sense. So, yeah, um, it's – yeah, that that whole series is interesting with that. Ryan hunter Ray kind of went out and threw a dog. I like Ryan hunter Ray. I don't want to throw him under the bus. Um, but does, that show, does that show that that wasn't necessarily Connor? I would hope. I don't, I don't think it, anything is – Connor Daly is a very versatile race car driver. He's one of those guys that if you put Connor Daly in a car, it's like J.R. Hildebrand, like how I described him. If you put him in a car and you give him a little bit of practice time, he's not going to finish last. He might not Kyle Larson it all the way to the front from the back, but he's not going to finish last. He's going to be middle of the pack at the very least. And that's, that's where it, you know, it sucks for Connor, but uh, I do love that nitro cross started this week and he got to race that and it potentially will race that whole thing maybe he'll race us srx who knows he's got a truck ride lined up too does he oh yeah. i did i i did see that maybe searching my mind nice. he's driving nice at mid ohio there we go how about that that's how about a good role model for uh carson hosevar how about that well, the last time the last time that Connor Daly tried to get into a uh, lower level NASCAR ride did not go well for him. Come on, the money team. No, I'm talking about his time with uh, Roush Fenway. Oh, and the the I remember he ran a Nice race two years ago in the truck like combusted in the flames yes all right well, did that. in case you guys wanted to hear connor daly get jinxed live on our show uh that was that segment you're welcome <laughs> uh so i think erickson is 74 back in the indycar standings new garden is 81 
one, two, three, eight, nine races to go, I believe. Um, nine. Two of those are at Iowa. You need consistent results. Uh, I don't think it's over yet, but and talk, like Joseph Newgarden has like what one title? Just one. Like you know how many seasons that? I know too. Is it? It is one, not two. I believe it's. I don't one. want to get that wrong, but the amount of times where he's been the most dominant driver all year and hasn't won a championship is oh two. It is two. It was two. Okay. Yeah, it is two. Speak up. Well, I didn't. I didn't know for sure. So <laughs> that's why I asked. I didn't know off the top of my head. Uh, no, but uh, I don't. I don't think the points race is over. I can see why people kind of do, but no, because literally with two Iowas, I mean, it's like New Garden goes out and wins them both, and Pelot gets fifth and fourth. I mean, that's that's like what fifty points. That's going to be a fifty point swing, and then you got to factor in there's seven other races. So yeah, so. Looks like a lot, but you just got to see what happens. Uh, their next race. I mean, it is still a lot. Can we just like, we, I know, like, I understand that new garden is very good at Iowa, but like we saw last year, it is hard to show up and be dominant both days in a row. Like he's, he's good there. No, but he like, did that. His car broke. I know, but that's what I'm saying is like, he didn't make it look very the ability, hard. The, the ability to actually show up and execute on both days like that, it's not the easiest thing in the world, and that's not a given. Like, if I'm New Garden, I can't say, oh, well, I've got two Iowa, so I've got this in the bag. Like, that was my whole deal of – Yeah, that's why we do it for him on the show. Yeah, exactly. That's why I said way back when about hitting the panic button because you can't just go in and assume that you're going to be super dominant coming up and Polo is going to struggle. I mean, Polo could go out and finish I, top three. At I wouldn't say they're being – like you're going in there saying like I'm going to win these, but the confidence is definitely has to be there, and I think that also takes – that goes a long way. Josh, was Caleb's panic button quote, was that before the 500 or after? Before. You, you, you cannot walk back and take credit. No, you cannot do the I told you so on four races in the year asking if we need to hit the panic button on this guy. I, I will not, I will not let you do that. Being 80 points back, I still stand by that. Like you, if you said it now, then I would, I would give it some merit. No, when you're still 80 points back, like you, you pretty much at this point in your season, like you are relying on that, that strong run. And that's not, that's, it's just not a guarantee. Like you're pretty much relying on having to be perfect the next seven weeks. And that's super hard. Well, the problem is I think everyone's in that situation. If your name's not Polo. Yeah. uh, Yeah. He's, he's got him on his hold right now, but I mean, I agree. I mean, it's his world, and everyone's just living in it. Exactly. Um, next race at Mid-Ohio, so Pelot's not winning that because Graham Rahal's going to, so I don't see how. Oh, yeah, it was. And then Toronto's the week after, and everyone knows James Hinchcliffe always wins that race, so. And then it's all. It's going to be pretty hard for him to win from the booth. But... <laughs> yeah, oh, he's coming out of retirement. Say... He hasn't, hasn't announced it yet. No, I'm kidding on that one. 
Where did Ray Hall finish today? 11th. 11th. Holy cow. Rain Man He was flying today. Beat Making Simon progress. Would that move him up to 19th in the standings? I haven't. I didn't look past the top 10 in the standings. <laughs> Have to get my digs in. Move, move to 17th. Yeah, there we go. Two spots. His place marker. <laughs> That's where he runs every week. That's great. Is it, to, is it time to hit the remember me button on Graham Ray Hall? Not even close. <clears throat> nope. I'll continue to sleep throughout the night on him. Oh, man. <laughs> I hope he wins one more IndyCar race in his career. I, I'm going to dance. On him. We are going to record a podcast. Not win, win. Team. when is he going to win a race? Davey Heskin just won at Knoxville Saturday, Kate, or Damon. I, anything can happen. You're, you're right. Anything if can happen. If you asked me last year, after last year's Indy 500, I'd be like, the Indy 500. But then after watching this year, that ain't going to happen. That's not the race. <laughs> it ain't going to happen. We need to figure out the package for that. So um, one other thing. So there's this big dynamic of like the fans are waiting for IndyCar to get new cars and change stuff. The racing has been amazing. Why? I don't, yeah. I, just, I don't get it. I don't if get it. It's not broke. Don't fix it. That's why, that's why we have the cup problem. Exactly. Every couple of years they're like, well, we have to change it. Even if it's good racing, we have to change it. And now here we are with this disastrous car that we currently have. We got to change but, it. Cause the, uh, the phantom fan council says so. It just, it, I don't, I don't understand it because I don't watch the races and go, man, I'm tired of looking at the same cars. Yeah. Like, like I had a tweet car. last year. Sorry. I, sorry, Caleb. I thought you were done with that. I wasn't trying to talk over you. Uh, I had a tweet last year about during IndyCar testing at Iowa that I was looking at their setups and their telemetry stuff and not like the actual numbers. Um, not privy to that only on the sprint car land, uh, where people let me do that. But, uh, I was looking at what goes into these guys when they're just testing and how many computer screens they have up and how many monitors and, uh, the whole thing around the car, how many parts on the car you can just take off and put a new one on that's sitting right next to pit road. And I was like, this is, it's crazy looking at this up close about how much stuff you can fix on this car in three and a half seconds with no issues. And F1 fans from Twitter and my boss, Chris Williams were like, huh, you think you have technology in IndyCar? You got, you look like a nerd talking about technology in IndyCar compared to what we got in formula one. I'm sitting here like, I don't know. I, of the two cars, I can tell you which one goes faster. It's well, not, it's not, even not the overseas series. I mean, it's insane. Even like, okay. So like when I did stuff with Mason Mitchell, like it blew my mind and granted, like they usually do a one day show. So like in the morning you move in, you unload, you get ready to have practice and then you have qualifying and then you have the race and then you load out and background for everyone. This is Arca. Arca. Yeah. But it's like even just the the technology that they have at that level is is crazy. But it also amazed me how like just in in their schedule, like there was never a moment where there wasn't a hand on the car from the moment that the car gets unloaded until the time that it goes out 
for the green flag, like there is a hand on the car at all times. Somebody's constantly doing something to that car. And it's just, it's crazy. Even on the late model level, like it was crazy to me how many things we could change, um, you know, to, to make, like, it just, it's crazy. Um, the, the abilities and the, you know, technology that they have for all that stuff. So yeah, even like on the levels of IndyCar and F1 where it's, you know, they lean into it a bit more. I mean, it's just, it goes beyond our understanding. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I hope they don't change it. Just like, if you change it, I want it tested substantially to where we can guarantee the same product. I feel like they're a perfect happy medium between well and nascar has gotten a little bit more like technologically advanced lately but like they were like that perfect medium of like in between nascar and f1 of you know where they have the the little bit of technology and the advancements and stuff like that but it's not super super crazy yeah they got they got that technology and in the all that stuff from nascar um you know, people want to see more horsepower. I get it. Uh, but on the other side, they have passing. It's something that F1 doesn't really have a lot of. So really, yeah, best of both worlds. I like how you said that, Caleb. It's, yeah, I mean, it's just a perfect medium. And there's just there's no reason to change what's not broken. I do feel like it's kind of a, I would say it's kind of a stab at F1 in itself. But it's kind of hilarious how IndyCar social media will post the amount of numbers of passes that they have. Well, I mean, that's, I, I think, I do think, yeah, I, I think it is a little towards that, but they don't usually bite into that rivalry. I, th- I think, I think they what they're trying to lately, do is get people to watch it. Yeah, lately they've kind of been more open about, like, hey, like, we provide better racing, essentially. And that's that NTT data sponsorship. That's what the people wanted to see from that. So when you talk about like what upgrades do they make in advertising and stuff like that, that, I mean, that is a big part of it, sending those numbers out. Yeah. And see, I, I just don't subscribe to the theory of like, if, if you want to watch IndyCar, watch IndyCar. Like if you want to watch F1, watch F1, like I'm all for just watch whatever racing you want. I'm not a huge person of like, Oh, you watch F1. Well, you're stupid because of that. Like, I, I like just watch racing if you want. But yeah, when you get into like, oh, F1's better because such and such, or IndyCar's better because of such and such. It's like, it just you know, watch racing, support racing. Don't throw down another series. That's like the whole dirt versus asphalt thing too. I just yeah, Connor. Yeah, well, I, that was definitely a shot at me, Caleb. And I, I just want to say I would never say mean things as much mean things about F1 as I did if they had not proven to me time and time again that they are trying to beat out and defeat motorsports that we watch today every other series in america wants to compliment each other they all want to work together uh to some point like to some little bone in their body obviously there's rivalries there's different series that compete against each other but at the end of the day they know they're all helping each other uh in almost every aspect of everything f1 comes in and it's like what should we do for our american race let's hold it in texas the day of the nascar race at texas motor speedway that'll be great we're just gonna dilute both fucking parties it's stupid and then they oversell stuff and do this vegas thing and they're robbing people of their money and it, uh, it's disgusting <laughs> i mean it was directed at you but you kind of <laughs> well I, I had to do i had to do that anyway i wasn't gonna 
because I, I do I want to clarify you double down on it I, I want to clarify that the reason I harp on those guys because I tell people to watch all these forms of racing I do feel a little hypocritical about it but I what I feel in my opinion with everyone is they're trying to end what we have here to the point where they want to be the only racing series in the world and it's disgusting to me and watch this kid buy his way into an F4 ride at 13. I like how I like how you say that, but literally, like, that's... That's what's happening. It's disgusting. But it's the same model that goes on here in the U.S. I would like, say that's happening everywhere. Yeah, you got to race your way to the front, though. It's not all car. But that doesn't... That you no, still, no, 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 no. Don't normalize what I just said. No, no. It's a hypothetical. We're not doing that. Yeah, so William exactly. Paul would love to have a talk with you. Yeah. Hey, he just beat Jesse Love on a short track. I didn't think that was going to happen. But, okay, but so why... So, in, in this case, it's him driving it, and it's not him in a Joe Gibbs yeah, car. Yeah, because he's like, not in a Formula One car. They're both in Joe Gibbs cars. Okay. Is, was the 20 Venturini or was it Joe Gibbs? It's yeah. a Venturini car. Okay. That's the same thing. Is it? Because yeah, because you don't have the F1 problem. I don't think it is. No, Joe Gibbs definitely has a lot more uh, uh, access to data and right. money to supply. Money and yeah, like. That does not explain how Jesse Love led 198 laps in that race. Okay, but you're still you're missing the point of like what? what how is how is it in like you can just throw a blanket over and say oh yeah just some thirteen year old kid buying his ride and the car drives it for him but then you've got the kid William Swalowich who how do you think he got there in, and then he's in a Joe know. Gibbs car right but he it's him that's doing all the work so the FIA people buy rides all the time yes i i get i definitely get that um and i will see, i've seen a lot of people buy rides and to me it's not despicable unless you stink but if you're getting better and showing your kicking ass and i don't care if you bought the ride or not that's so instance, sports this year or not this year in this michael and that for that instance before we get too far onto this side of that what I'm the FIA's little here's what you have to do to get into F1 is well we're going to take F2 drivers that's it nobody else um, and we're going to say IndyCar winning that championship is less impressive than winning F2 absolute travesty that that's what goes but okay the fact that Colton Herta was struggling to earn enough super license points to be able to drive an F1 car is absolutely insane to me okay so listen to this though you on one hand have a car that is similar to an f1 car and they run the similar schedule to the f1 and you're saying that that should be less than driving a different car when you have ovals and stuff like that like there's yeah there's, car that's harder to drive goes faster and has way more talent in its series by a long shot but again, see, this is where you didn't. You can't, you can't swing me on. You can't swing me on F two being more, like more of a preparation for Formula One than what IndyCar is. You can when there's the similar cars and they're racing at similar tracks. Car, the Formula One cars are easier to drive than Indy cars. Okay, but they're not even similar schedules. How does Gateway prepare you for F 
F1. Well, you're going faster than you ever do in an F1 car. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. So by that, by that nature, I'm not saying it directly prepares you, but they race it. By, right by that nature, any NHRA drag racer should qualify for F1. No, they're not turning, but yes. Oh, but the, but if you're just going, I feel like I missed the point of this. Like, I know. I don't know. I don't know what we got into this, but you can't convince me that formula two is better than IndyCar and any aspect of what they do. I I would say I understand why they would take them over IndyCar drivers, but I don't think you should outright deny an IndyCar driver. I think there's, there's politics to why they're taking them over the IndyCar drivers. And it's because driver talent doesn't get you very many places in formula one. When it's all a strategy team, what they're doing with how far the cars are separated from one another with these spending limits that did absolutely nothing. It's there's no driver in it. You just have to drive the car fine. Caleb, say something. Cause you're just sitting here staring at me. Are you, yeah, are you guys trying to do a on pause thing? Yeah. No, I, we're all I, I Josh has moved four times since doing this. I don't know what to say that. I mean, it's just, it ain't going to go very far. So I, I, I don't know. We should, we should talk about something else. We do need to tally up the points for the uh, season long tracker uh, for uh, our picks. We're going to, I think me and Damon are going to have a huge lead because we're doing another dirt race this week. I'm just looking at the schedule, Nashville. See, in my opinion, I feel like I feel like we should do two races every week, and it should be like the biggest dirt race of the week and the biggest asphalt race of the week, and that's that's just a lot more to add. But okay, let me look at the other weeks and see what what it would be. It's no we different than what we did. Houston's, we can do it. It's fine. I'm fine with either. <laughs> Ooh, next week is the street race at Chicago, so that that'll be awesome. That's okay. For that race, we might as well all just like put some names in a hat and draw them out. <laughs> like I'm going to pick guys who aren't racing. Morgan Shepard is my pick as a pro. Are you protesting? I'll take are you protesting that one? Morgan Shepard is a great pick. I'm going to take Steve Park. <laughs> Maybe we should do a driver draft of retired guys. You would go party with or something oh that's easy you want to do one now no no oh i want to get moving along all right um did you have anything else result wise from this weekend brian shirley picked up another win tonight he's just going to win every hell tour event third of the uh third of the season grabbed another one in the hell tour uh, because I don't think Bobby Pierce was there, but I guess I don't, I could cannot confirm that he was or was not at that event. I don't think he was. So I gotta, I gotta give a quick shout out to, uh, uh, to you, Connor, cause your so-called best friend, uh, his yeah. son is $75,000 richer. After last night. 
he Antron has not called me up asking for 10 grand. So yeah, exactly. 75 now. Exactly. His son's already got you covered. No, uh, Anson Brown defeated Sean Langdon. Who's a top fuel world champion in the, uh, uh, hey, I thought I knew that name. What race were they at? They were running a bracket race over in St. Louis called the twin fifties. And it's just this big money bracket race for, for anybody who can, uh, meet up the standards and, uh, Sean Langdon's a super comp champion and a top fuel champion. And Anson is racing in his second ever super comp race, I believe is what it was. And he goes out and puts together one hell of a package to be, to beat Sean and win 75 thou, uh, which was really cool. Is Antron's kid just the second coming the, the drag racing version of Hayden Deegan? Uh, you could call it that, I guess, if you want. Oh yeah. Deegs. Confirm. Can't confirm. So good, good for Anson. And, uh, the other one I got to throw out, I mentioned, uh, mentioned Robbie last podcast because he is sponsored by Carl auto group as well. Um, and it worked cause they go to Cordova this last weekend and Robbie wins the B field in alcohol, funny car. So oh, yeah. really cool deal for Robbie Massey. Kid We're that a really big drag racing with, podcast with this. Telling you, I'm telling you the, the, the drag racing world's about to take over. So I, can you, can I ask dumb questions? No. What's a bracket race? Like what, why do you call it a bracket race? Is it a tournament bracket? No, it's, it's where it's you not, have to it, time in to like, you run a 391, you got to go run a 391. Yes, yes, exactly. So that's how Anson won is he put together an 11 thou package. He had, he went double Oh six on the tree. So he had a reaction time, 006, and he ran exactly on his dial with a five. So I think he was like 471 was his dial in, and he went 471 with a five, which 11,000s in, in a drag race is hard to beat. So your, your thou there was talking about incrementals of seconds. Yes. Fractions of a second. Yes. Got it. And then what kind of car was he driving? Uh, he was driving a super comp dragster. That's what you call it. Okay. Yeah. So that I've seen a couple of those run at Eddieville. Yeah, you have. Nationals. Yep. It's really are. tough there because they run 70 fucking classes and there's 16 big cars. Well, however many they put in the field, right? That's for the fuel altar. But yeah, there's like, you know, there's the year that I won junior dragsters at, uh, at Eddieville. I think there was uh, 52 junior dragsters in the, in the field that weekend. Will you be there with me this year cheering? There's a possibility. I can't, can't okay. confirm or deny. Dude, my fa- I've told you my favorite thing is to stand up and just go crazy for the junior dragsters. See, it, the whole landscape has changed since I was there. I told you I've not been to Eddieville since 2010. Yeah, and that's what, dude, everyone that I talk to that I try to convince to go to Eddieville because they might want to come is like it's changed so much since the last time I was there. It's not that it's, it's changed. It's I just, I don't know. We got out of it and... I wish I never got out of it and I just haven't been back since. Glenn so, Glenn says he'll fight someone if he goes back there. Yeah, he will. <laughs> David knows. Yeah. That's my favorite part yeah. career update yeah. for me on the drag racing game. I've gave up playing it again. I got yeah. to top, I got to top fuel. I won seven of the first eight races, and there's no difficulty changer, so I can't make it harder. You should, uh, you should change the, change the, uh, tuning settings to like to challenge yourself, uh, <laughs> try something different. Connor. Oh, you're saying just to try and go faster. 
Yeah. So you yeah, I got no. I got to do that at Knoxville on my on my setup ways to uh, try to get that car faster. My package there is it's coming along. We're down to thirteen. Four ten at Knoxville. At least you're getting around it fast. That is uh, one point seven seconds faster than the track record at Knoxville, and the game's goal is like twelve point six, and it's like there. There you go. It's two shortest straightaways. Um. I think that's pretty much all we got. Houston's this week. James McFadden going to be on a tear. Almost won that event last year. I'm excited to see what he does. Who else are you looking for, Damon? When do you want to do the preview? Um, we can do it sometime midweek when we kind of figure out a, a list of who's going to be there. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to just... Um, uh, I, I am curious because uh, I did see, I could be mistaken, but I... Did I not see that Larson's going to try to run that this week? Um, Could be mistaken, but I'm almost certain I saw that his name was listed at that event, which would be monumental because he's not been at Houston's for a long time. I'm going to do some research real quick off the cuff. You do that because, like I said, I cannot confirm nor deny. Outside that, though, I think, uh, you know, I think it will be interesting to see if Sheldon can keep going. What does what does he have with it? And, you know, David Gravel's running at the family track. Can he can he keep his hot streak going as well? I, I'm not sure. But, yeah, I, I would say. Um, with how much that race is paying everything um, about it, I would say that Kyle Larson is likely going to be there. I don't know that for sure, um, but yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he's going to be there. I don't know why I, I, my brain is telling me like, don't you remember seeing something? And I can't remember what I saw. So I thought I saw a press release that they put out, but I can't get it to load. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, Knoxville Nationals entries open tonight too. Yes, they did. Who do you think is going to be first, Brown or Shots? Uh, probably Brown. Shots' team got a lot of flack from fans calling conspiracy on them, on the Tony Stewart racing guys, uh, for being on the internet, seeing that this form was available to fill out and then doing their job and filling it out right away. Good for them. They took care of business. I thought it was funny when I saw that because I'm like, man, if they can make conspiracy out of that, I'm my creativity juices feel really low on our. Found it. Kyle Larson is confirmed to run the Houston's High Bank. Oh yeah. There we go. So that'll be. I mean, that's a storyline in its own. To see him run it. Um, I'm so I'm so excited, dude. There's everything that is anything to talk about in sprint car racing is going to be at Houston's and. Like Saturday at Knoxville is probably the lightest field of the year. And then on top of it, we didn't do any post-race interviews because of the storm, which sucked. Almost got, we almost ended up doing one of Tingus, but. I do want to also add in, it is listed that Buddy Kofoid is listed in the 55 for this race, by the way. Hmm. So that is on the entry list that is on Houston's website. So that would line up with, because their press release, how it read was, but he's the driver here. We're going to do the Ohio speed week schedule and then figure out where to go after was kind of how I took it. So I, I'm not saying he's out of the Vermeer car at all. Well, no, he's listed in the Vermeer car this right. week. But if, 
the 83 junior is parked in California right now and he wants to go no. run for a weekend. I I could see that happening. So I, that's now, for I what don't know where worth, the where the pieces are coming together on this. For what it's worth, Ian Madsen's still listed in the 2KS. So what are you looking what side are you looking at? On Husett's website. On their pre pre entry they have their they have released the entry list and event format for this race. Gotcha. That came out June sixteenth of twenty twenty three. Oh, they have their format published. It says it the it is titled "Entry List and Event Format for Husset High Bank Nationals." Well, go into the format tab and see what it says there. Are you clicking into it? For each preliminary night, all drivers will time trial. Six heat races being inverted by six positions. Drivers will earn points from time trials and heat races. Top 20 in points will lock into the A main. Top eight will redraw to determine the first four rows of the main event. Uh, the best two preliminary night point totals, uh, lowest score will be thrown out, will be combined. Oh, determine Saturday's lineup. So they're taking, they're running three events or three nights and they're taking two of the three nights. So whatever your lowest total is, is getting thrown out. I can't, I can't like that. that. What do you think of that? I guess I like it. I think that, you know, cause it, it doesn't hurt you if you have a bad Friday night, right? You know, it doesn't hurt you as bad if you have, you know, you have a, a Friday night where you get caught up in somebody else's mess. And so guess what? Now you got Thursday to fall back on or Wednesday to fall back on. You get to, you get to use those races as, as fallback, you know, think about it. If you're like, if you're a, a Brad sweet who goes and wins on Wednesday, goes and wins on Thursday, but gets caught up in somebody's mess on Friday. Well, it doesn't hurt you as bad. Yeah. I like that. Um, I didn't realize it was the literal first thing on here. That That is weird that the entry list, um, hasn't been updated with, uh, Chase Randall's name. That would just mean that it was put together before last Monday or so. Or whenever the hell that got announced. Um, yeah, I, I like the two out of three thing because I think we see too many big names that I, I get like the Knoxville Nationals, like every lap matters a lot type of deal. But I think you'd like to see a big name get some redemption from having one wreck not offset his whole week. So I, I like that aspect of it a lot. And it they're also doing a King of the Hill event yep. alongside I think they did that last year yep top four and overall points will advance to a king of the hill so that'll be and then are, are they taking format. like the four heat winners from saturday or qualifier winners i believe so it doesn't necessarily yeah. say yeah and that's the thing is like sometimes these are like hit or miss on that type of stuff but it does say the entire event format and points chart can be found on the Houston Speedway website. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Um, if you guys want to, we can sit here and talk for five more minutes and see how long it takes me to find this. 
think that's a bad idea. And I would just link that. Why, like, why is that something that you make hard to find? Because it's not up yet. It says it can be found, as in like now. I'm guessing it means once the event gets started. Don't smart ass me, Damon. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now it says full event information on my race pass. I, oh, oh. Anyway, I it sounds, it sounds like it. what? Go ahead. I think it's time to pack it in. Yeah, it sounds like I'm going to like the format. Uh, we'll see. But it, it looks promising, and it was good last year. I hope we don't have a door incident again. Let's hope not. Yeah, that was that was rough because we didn't know it happened until like 17 laps after it did. So, well, I knew it happened. I know. Yeah, I found out from your text. Yeah. Hopefully the connection's good this year. Maybe they beefed up the internet with this $250,000 purse. No. Probably not. It's all going to the purse. Plus, you're still yeah. in South Dakota. That's what I was gonna say. You're in South Dakota. <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> Again, mate. You ever seen the T-Mobile maps and it's just blank in South Dakota? It's there's a it's, reason that it's blank. Nebraska and South Dakota. As long as we can figure it out. They have to give all the South Dakota power to North Dakota because they don't get out of the snow until right about now. <laughs> oh man. All right. Thank you guys uh, for tuning in. Appreciate it. We'll be with you all week long uh, here at Always Race Day. Thank you for supporting what we're doing. Uh, and hopefully we'll have uh, a few guests join us through the week. Um, Josh and I are going to be walking around with the microphone, basically. Uh, might end up with some podcasts. Might do a post-race party show. I don't know what we're going to do yet. We haven't talked about it. But that's why we have the podcast, so we can have content meetings about what we're going to put on it. So. Hope you guys enjoy. Appreciate you. Um, we will see you sometime this week. Uh, keep an eye on our Twitter. We'll, we'll let you know when it's coming.